Hey, welcome to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, and this is where my guests and I offer you tips and inspiration to have your awesome life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awesome Life Podcast. I'm Karen Stultz, your host. And this podcast, as you know, is for women in transition who are looking for something maybe a little different, uh, maybe just some resources, inspiration. And that's what my guests and I are able to do for you. Uh, give you some of that inspiration, give you some of that excitement, maybe. And the resources, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And that's what my guests also understand. You don't know what you don't know. And we are working together to help you create that. And today, I am so excited. I can't tell you. I'm so excited because I have Molly Lowe. And Molly is an amazing entrepreneur. And I'm going to let her tell you her story. But I will read you a little bit about her before we uh, get started here. Uh, Molly believes in the power of entrepreneurship as a real force for positive change. And with 20 years combined experience in both the corporate world and the entrepreneurial settings, she has specialized in helping career development coaches be better CEOs of their business. Oh my gosh, I need you, Molly. <laughs> as a business coach, she brings a unique blend of expertise and focuses on empathetic empathetic sales, LinkedIn marketing, and the business operations, and as well as the executions thereof. So I I really appreciate this because this is something that I did not have. I had a lot of business coaches along the way, um, which I promptly put aside because I wasn't quite there yet. So, but 20 years, you, you don't look old enough to have 20 years experience in both corporate and, and entrepreneurship, Molly. So tell us your story. How did you, how did you end up being the amazing, wonderful person that you are helping so many? Yes, you are so kind, Karen, and thank you so much for this opportunity. So yes, again, hello, my name is Molly. I'm a business coach for career development coaches. And you know, my journey starts, I have to tell you about my childhood for one, because I think that really sets the tone to this unique journey that I'm walking. So for those of you who are watching, you can obviously tell that I am Hmong American. For those of you who are listening, I am a woman of color and I am first generation born American and first generation entrepreneur. So that says a lot about how I've been able to figure this out. Now, I grew up in a home that was very um, stereotypical of the Asian expectations. Academic excellence was the number one priority for me. The two careers that my parents ever talked about or even allowed for me to think about was to be a doctor or a lawyer. I am neither of those two things, right? I know Karen's face is like, oh my gosh, what? Yes, right? And so I found myself getting into 
college on a uh, full academic scholarship, which I'm very grateful for, worked really hard for that. But I found myself feeling like, okay, law school is not going to happen, okay? What's going to be the thing for me? And um, I was 19 at the time when I was sitting here thinking to myself, what's, what's the closest thing to law? that is also in alignment with who I am. So um, I was sitting in my dorm room and I realized, okay, you know what? Let's give HR a, a, a run. Let's give it a try. That's the closest thing to law. I mean, yeah, all the good things. And so um, I built my HR corporate career um, and uh, focused primarily on talent acquisition, talent management. So when you think about that, that's training and staffing and um did all the corporate things climbed the ladder hit all the milestones that you would want and um yet again i thought to myself it's i'm still not at peace i'm still not happy there is still a lack of fulfillment and joy in what i was doing and more importantly who i am and so when i took the time which which is actually valentine's day when I realized that I was getting doted on by my husband, who loves me very much, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if I loved myself, what would I be doing? And that was the, oh yeah, that was the aha moment for me, Karen, where I said, well, I wouldn't be in this HR corporate job. That's, I wouldn't be doing that. That's no, I would better myself I would take the leap of faith and I would be doing my coaching business full time. And so that was the start of when I decided that I was going to walk this journey to become the version of who I want to be for me. And through the empowerment of my voice, helping others to do the same to find their voice, to use their voice, and to figure out what it is that they want in their life. Um, and so I quickly realized that the coaching world is for me, it was calling my name and I was meant to be a part of that. So that is um, the nutshell of my story. Oh, wow. Well, that took a lot of courage on your part to leave the safe corporate job and perhaps have your parents not think as highly of you as they had, perhaps, or maybe they didn't because you were not a doctor or a lawyer. I don't know. But um, what? how difficult was that to make the shift? How long did it take you to, a, a lot of people will say, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out of here. I'm going into coaching. Um, that's probably not the best way of starting a new business? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, great question. I started my coaching business as a passion project first. So I was doing this, I was moonlighting it, right? Was in my corporate job. And it is, there is that sense of security. I think to, to be naive and say that there wasn't fear 
enlaced in making that decision to go full-time in coaching would be lies. That would be lying to me, lying to all you. That's not accurate and true. The fear was there, absolutely. So I side hustled for about a year and a half before I decided to go full-time. Now, when that shift happened, Valentine's Day that year fell on a Sunday. I met with my manager that following Tuesday for my one-on-one meeting with her. And that was when I submitted my resignation. Oh, wow. So that, that decision was made quickly. And for me, I, I know myself well enough to know that I have to be writing that motivation. And once I make a decision, it's game over. It's make the decision, move forward, commit, give it a go. And I mean, if you really think about it, business and life is really just a compilation of decisions that you've made over time that compiles on top of each other to really drive your journey. So um, yeah, that's that's how I started. Yeah, it actually, I, I love that. I love that because the the decisions that we make when we put until we make those decisions, nothing's going to happen. And the realization and the understanding is that we are always making decisions. And yeah. if we are not putting our stake in the ground for our happiness, for our joy, and a lot of our listeners are saying, I don't know what that is. What do I do? Where do I go? I can't go off in 1600 different directions. What would you suggest? People? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. And let me just start too by saying that delaying a decision is a decision. Yes. So just want you to know that for those of you who are, are avoiding making a decision, your avoidance of that is a decision. So uh, I'll leave you I, I call it a choice. Now. Excuse me. I call that a, a little bit of a choice. Mm-hmm. And doing nothing is a choice as well. Absolutely. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing nothing. But if you have a dream, you have to make a decision and put that stake in the ground and say, this is it. Yes. I love that. I love that. And so here's what I will say. Now, I one of the ways that I have been able to actually had someone say to me, Molly, your transition from corporate into your business seemed very stream, very seamless, very um, it's just so that transition was so smooth. And I think it's because not that I think I know in reflection, it's because I took my years of experience and I valued that. And I understood that I didn't necessarily have to air quote, start over, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I thought about my 20 years of, of HR experience, yes, what did I love about my HR career that I did really, really well and that energized me? So for those of you who have 1600 things that you wanna try, The first thing I would say is, especially if you are a seasoned individual, when you come with 10, 15, 20 plus years of experience, I want for you to just take a moment and think, okay, if I didn't have to start over, what do I bring? What skills, experience, and expertise do I have 
that energize me that I would love to offer as a niche specialty that I can go into and say, yeah, I'm going to help with this specific problem. And here's the specific solution that I can offer. And so when I decided career coaching was it, it was just it was a very natural, very organic decision for me to make because I was like, what did I know most about? I knew how to hire. I knew how to find top talent. I knew how to hack the job search. That's what I knew as an HR person that I could give that point of view for my clients. And so I took that, led with it, and I owned my knowledge. I knew I bring I brought something of value. The only time that you have to air quote start over is when you feel like you don't have that value in your experience up to this point. And Karen, as you and I both know, as coaches, coaching is taking your experience, those lessons learned, those skills, the skill set that you've built in your journey from going from step one to step two and helping people at step one to get to step two. Right. I love that. And that's why I love having you as my guest, because I'm at the step one. Let's find those values. Let's find those gifts. Let's bring them out into the open so you can embrace them and, and love them and and then remove the blocks that keep you stuck where you are. And then I I can hand the, my clients to Molly, uh, where she can help you really grow your business, make it sustainable. We create a path that is right for you. I know a lot of my clients, Molly, are ready to retire, but they just don't have the income to retire fully. And they're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to work for the rest of my life. Or I already quit and I've gone back to work three times and I'm tired of this. I want to start enjoying life. And I can't because I have to pay the bills. And it's so frustrating. And I think if people, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, if people knew what their gifts were, and, and I'm, I'm glad you had brought that up, people may have those gifts, but they're not honoring them necessarily, or maybe they don't enjoy those gifts because they're not looking at it the right way, right? Exactly. You, you summarize that so beautifully and you said it so eloquently because it is people you, you have to think of it this way right i know when you guys are watching or hearing this episode you can hear it in my voice you can see it on my face i exude confidence in the value that i bring and what i do and how i can help you as a business coach and first, you first have to own that value and that worth that you bring, that skill, that that superpower that you have. And when you can do that and you are fully convicted in, I know I can help you. I know I can because I've been there. I've walked that journey. That is what people gravitate towards. They gravitate towards your confidence more than your years of experience or you know the the letters behind your name right because i'm never gonna have a jd behind my name it's never gonna <laughs> happen okay at least not right now unless i change my mind right but that doesn't make 
me and my experience in my journey any less valuable and worthy. So you said it so beautifully. Oh, that is so beautiful. And it is. I remember when I was a kid, I would, all of my assessment tests said, you're going to be a teacher. You're a teacher, Karen. And I thought, well, okay, my mom was a teacher. So yeah, I could be a teacher. So I went to college to be a teacher. And I said, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think this is for me. Being in elementary school or high school, no, that, that I'm, uh, mm -mm, I'm not a teacher. So I take another assessment test and said, you're going to be, your ideal is a teacher. And I said, no, I hate it. I don't want to teach. Don't you understand? I'm not a teacher. That is not my joy. And then reach age 60. And I said, dang, what are you doing now, Karen? You're teaching. It's in the coaching world, but you're still teaching. So there are different ways of looking at things. 100%. Um, you and I were just having a conversation before we clicked to record here about all is good, right? It's all good. It's it's all good. It's your perspective. It's your your POV. It's how you see things. And and it, that ties back to the growth mindset, right? The, the ability for you to see to, to understand that you had to walk your journey to gain the experience that you have today that makes you who you are. And it's not gonna always be sunshine and rainbows over here. It's gonna be some cloudy, dreary, rainy days. And that is what's going to help you to build your resilience or your perseverance and your character. Um, and it's through those times that you can then say, yeah, what am I? I'm, I'm, yes. Am I a teacher? Eh, probably not this way, but teacher this way, right? And the only way for you to know if something is meant for you is to try it, to test it. That's it. That's Make it. the decision. I'm going to try it. Give yourself enough time, right? Don't quit too soon. Give yourself a good amount of time, at least 90 days, as I say, to really give it your all, test it out. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, that's okay. You can change your mind. You can make another decision. That is the gift that we have. We have the power of choice, which is a huge power. And we can choose how we are going to respond to things. We can choose what we can do to get out of a funk. And since Molly was talking about our conversation before this. If you come over to YouTube, and I hope you will, and be sure to subscribe and like to the YouTube channel, uh, you may see that I am wearing um, an interesting outfit. And uh, full disclosure here, I was coming on this call so excited to be with Molly because she can hear it in her voice. She's a wonderful person to be hanging around, such energy. And, and I thought, dang, I want to be able to give her my energy as well. And this is a reciprocal thing. I can't just take from her. I want to give as well. So to make this, this a fun podcast, because it's all about fun, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I thought, well, what can I do to, to lift me up? 
a little bit and and get that energy going. So I put on a fun outfit. So come on over to YouTube and check it out and see Molly's beautiful face along the way. Now, Molly, you are also, you are a, a LinkedIn, uh, I don't want to say professional, you're a professional anyway, but you are a LinkedIn expert in growing business. Is that right? Is that how Absolutely. you describe it? 100%. I always say I am a LinkedIn queen. That is where my bread and butter is. That's my jam. 100%. LinkedIn is my space. That is my go-to platform as a coach. And until things change, it's going to be for a really long time. I love LinkedIn. I do love LinkedIn. And if you are listening and you are in the coaching world, uh, LinkedIn is the place to go. I just my personal opinion, but uh, now I have the uh, validation from from Molly too. So how do people um, get seen on LinkedIn? How it, It's hard to get seen out there. Absolutely. So, you know, what's so funny is LinkedIn used to be and still somewhat in some way, shapes and forms can still be kind of really stuffy, very business, professional, you know, but I'm here to rock the boat. I am here to challenge the status quo and to really encourage myself as well as others to show your authenticity on this platform. And so let me let me give you a little bit more insight to LinkedIn. Now, as you guys probably know, LinkedIn is primarily used by the general public for professional networking and for job searching. Anytime you're looking for a job, your LinkedIn profile is going to be spruced up for that. It is definitely a place where hiring managers, employers, recruiters, HR leaders, that is our playground to find top talent. So of course, you want to present yourself in the best light. You want to be the best to be on that competitive edge amongst the rest of the candidates. Now, that is if you are using LinkedIn as a job seeker. Absolutely, still would highly recommend for you to still be more business cash. You don't have to be suit and tie all the time. But if you are a coach and you are an entrepreneur or a service provider in particular, and you are promoting your business and who you are, LinkedIn is, is a beautiful place for you to focus on two things. There is your personal brand, and then there is the service brand that you bring to the mm -hmm. table, okay? So let me break this down for you. When you are talking about yourself on LinkedIn, I want you to be as vulnerable as you can be within, of course, realms. You know, you're not gonna necessarily wanna talk about things that are TMI on LinkedIn, right? But the more you can share and tell your story, your authentic story, those vulnerable posts are the ones that do the best on LinkedIn. So if you want more visibility, be authentically you, be unapologetically you on LinkedIn. That ties back to your personal brand, because guess what? There's only one of you, only one of you, okay? And the more you can tell your story, your personal brand, there's nobody else who can mirror that. Now on the flip side for your service brand, okay? So case in point, if you take a look, 
There's a lot of business coaches on LinkedIn, okay? What makes me different, what makes me unique is the fact that I am, and I focus primarily on LinkedIn marketing, lead generation, um, attract, attraction marketing, and empathetic sales. That is my focus, my go-to, my bread and butter again is LinkedIn. So whenever someone comes to me and they're like, okay, you're, you're a business coach, what makes you unique and different than other business coaches? Well, for me, I know a lot about LinkedIn. Other business coaches may know a lot about Instagram. Other ones may know a lot about referral partners. Another one may have built their business off of Facebook groups. Me, I've learned how to hack LinkedIn to build my coaching practice. So your service brand, you gotta stand. Again, you gotta put a stake in the ground and say, this is what I want my services to be known for. This is how I'm gonna be able to help you. And that is how you are found. That is how you increase your visibility on LinkedIn is by focusing on the personal brand, service brand, vulnerability, authenticity. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. And it's so great that you are able to connect all of that because I, I, I use kinesiology. It's all about feeling at, at my stage of the game. It has to feel good. And the first letter in awesome is the A for awareness and allowing. So being aware of your body, being aware of how you're feeling about something, how your body is reacting to something. And I noticed a number of years ago that I... I would go on to Instagram and I would feel like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. I know nothing about this. I don't feel authentic here. Um, and then I would go over to Facebook, which of course was where I started. There was, I wasn't a business person, even though I called myself such. So I was in Facebook and I hated it. To be quite frank, I hated it. And every time I went on there, it was like, hmm. and then I started finding the confidence in myself and growing myself and feeling good about myself and said, you know what, I'm in business and, and LinkedIn is the place for business. Even if it's for individuals it's still the place for business and i put that stake in the ground and i said check check how are you feeling inside when you go on linkedin and i was excited i said yes i enjoy going on linkedin because we're all on a par i don't have to worry about being friendly with total strangers i can be myself and share my wisdom and and maybe inspire some people to hire me on on LinkedIn. I just felt good. Absolutely. You know, you 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 really hit the nail on the head there, Karen, because when we talk about taking aligned action, it really is. Where do you feel most connected and more and the most energized, okay? 
Now, again, we want to decipher between discomfort because is it fear? Are you making, are you, right? Are you stopping yourself from, from a place of growth because you're afraid um, versus, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, nope, this doesn't feel in alignment with me. So the more you can tune into your intuition, the more that you have that sense of awareness, you know, okay, am I making a decision through the lens of fear, or is this truly just not what where I where I thrive and what I enjoy? And you know, when you talk about LinkedIn from a business perspective, absolutely. I'm just gonna share some statistics for some of you guys where you guys may that you may not know this. LinkedIn, over 50% of LinkedIn users earn $75,000 or more annually. Okay. The majority of LinkedIn users are white collar individuals. So if you're anything like me, and if you are a high ticket coach, you go where your people are, your ideal clients, who not only has the urgency, the commitment, but also the ability, the capability, the resources to say, yeah, I actually want to do this. I want to invest in myself. I want to do this work. And, you know, again, because I'm a coach, I'm a really great coach, y'all, but I'm an even better CEO, okay? It's hard for me to not think about this from a strategic perspective, right? I want for you to think about this analogy, okay? Let's say that you are going to, you're, you're searching for um, some gourmet chocolate. Could you go and get chocolate at the gas station? Sure, you could. There are some gas stations that are gonna sell some chocolates, you're probably gonna get more Hershey's, that kind of thing, and that's okay. Maybe you're gonna say, nope, I'm not gonna go to the gas station, I'm gonna go to the grocery store. Yeah, the grocery store is gonna have a little bit more variety for you. Again, you're gonna have more of the, um, you know, Hershey's, you'll have some Lindorf, you'll, you'll have a little bit of, Lind you know, different kinds of chocolate there in the grocery store. Okay, great. LinkedIn is your candy store. When you go to a specialty candy store and you go there, you are going to find all sorts of chocolates that you've ever wanted, okay? Why settle for the gas station and the grocery store for chocolate when you know that you can go over here and there is an assortment, an array of different chocolates for you at the candy store? You wanna go to the candy store. LinkedIn is where your ideal clients are. So if you are a high ticket coach, service provider, or an entrepreneur that's like, yes, I want to work with people who are committed, or urgency, commitment, and the resources and capability to work with me, find yourself at the candy store. The grocery store and the gas station, you have outgrown. Get over to the candy store. Oh, I love that, Molly. I love that analogy, indeed. Uh, the candy store of expertise. And uh, honestly, you even have to find the right candy store. So how do people find you? Yes, of course, I'm going to tell you to come find me on LinkedIn. Come find me on LinkedIn, okay? You can find me under Molly Lowe, M-O-L-L-I-E, last name Lowe, L-O, or you can search for Lotus Mentoring. That's my company, my business. You can find me there. 
that is where I would love the chance to have you a part of my community for us to connect, get to know each other, and to really cultivate those relationships. Oh, and I, she is so wonderful. I love, I love people on LinkedIn, especially I, I've kind of, for me, found what I am drawn to. And that is the person who responds when an introduction is made or when um, a reach out is made to respond in an affirmative manner and understands that it, it, it we might not be able to get together this week or next week or this month, but we will get together because I want to get to know you. And when you see Molly uh, on YouTube or you can hear it in her voice here on the podcast, she is so energetic. She is so open and welcoming. And I, I just love her dearly. That's all there is to it. She Thank is, you, Karen. She's my, my, my new, my new, uh, uh, how, how do we put it? I have my air quotes, Thai daughter. She's, and where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I'm located here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I'm Hmong American. Yes. All righty. So you are my new adopted daughter. That's the word I'm looking for. My new adopted daughter. I love daughter. it. <laughs> Such an honor. Thank you. So everyone, please reach out to Molly on her uh, LinkedIn page. I will give that in the show notes below and connect because she is such a valuable resource, especially if you're considering becoming an entrepreneur. It is important to, and you know what you want to do. You just are not sure how to get seen in the quickest, easiest, simplest manner without spending a small fortune. And and when you're starting out, that was one of the things that bothered me. I I spent and lost a small fortune. However, it I say lost, but what I learned was so valuable, it was not a bad thing. It was not a bad thing at all. So it's reframing, it's understanding what it is that you feel good about. What makes you smile? What makes you energized? And then going to an expert like Molly to take the right action steps so you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel like I did for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly you know what i always say if you are ready to go faster farther that's when you're ready for me that I, is when you're ready i love it faster farther reach out to molly thank you so so much for being a guest on my podcast molly low and listeners whatever you do wherever you go be sure Always be sure that you make it an awesome day. Bye-bye for now.